Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is January the 4th. Pastor Dave Berkey here. I am your host. Um, we have uh, some more readings here we're going to get through this morning. Just a reminder, you can find all the links that you need in the uh, in the show notes below. If you're listening on the podcast, I hope that you've had some time to get in the Word. I hope that you have had time to pray before you got in the Word, that you might uh, just kind of meet the Lord this morning, start your day off right. Uh, we're read through Genesis chapters 12 through 15 today, and also Psalm 4. And once again, there's tons and tons and tons in here. We're going to grab little bits of nuggets so that we don't uh, we don't get overwhelmed and have that analysis, paralysis, as it's called, whatever way you want to flip that. Um, I wanted to hone in this morning specifically and maybe encourage you in something that might be a great tool for you in your life. Um, and it's around this idea that we're going to see or hear some 400 references to in the scripture throughout the next years we're reading. And that word that is used more than 400 times in the Bible is the word altar. Now, there are a lot of times in the scripture where that word altar is going to be used by uh, by and for uh, false religions, altars for false gods. But as Abram is being called out and God meets with Abram, we see a number of times that he actually sets up altars. And the Hebrew word behind this word altar often is the word cairn. And it literally is, is like a pile of stones, if you will. But if you've ever been on a hike, um, maybe you've been out somewhere and, and uh, you know, generally where there's a lot of people that have traveled or do travel on a consistent basis, there are these, uh, you know, if, if you go up near waterfalls out here in New Jersey and in Pennsylvania, um, it's kind of a, a cool, unique thing. There's always a spot where people will find rocks along the path, they'll bring those rocks and then they'll stack them up together and it's a small little, you know, stack of rocks. Almost kind of like something fun to do, but when they come back to that place, they can go, "Oh, look, that's my, you know, that's the rock stack that I made sort of deal." <laughs> but an altar, it, it's number one, it's a place for God's people, we're going to see them worship God through offering sacrifices there. But the altars are made and oftentimes gone back to and remembered when they come up upon that place. Let me let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm specifically going to look at Genesis chapters 12, uh, verse 7 this morning. But there are going to be many other instances. And I'm going to tie this word altar and encourage you to begin journaling. Um even if it's not some massive where you sit down and you write pages at a time, right? I understand life. I understand kids. I understand even getting 20 minutes in the morning to read. I understand even getting another 20 minutes to sit and listen to something like this. But there's something about having a stone of remembrance, which is what a cairn is, an altar, if you will, of what the Lord has shown you, what the Lord is doing, what the Lord does or has done, and coming across that when you come back to that area. Now, traditionally, a cairn or an altar was a physical location, okay? We're going to see that so much in the Old Testament. Um, but for me, it's always been encouragement and a reminder 
that if I don't remember what God has done in certain places at certain times in my life, I am so quick to forget. And when I forget, I move on and I often have to hear the same things over again. I have to learn the same lessons over again. And I find that remembering God, what he's done in my past is a wonderful, beautiful thing. Now, most of us, many of us, um, you keep pictures from your past. You know, you, you somewhere have a box in your house probably of things that you took from your mom and dad's house after you, you know, went off to college or maybe when you got married and the two, your wife and, and you kind of were coming together if you're married and you all of a sudden find yourself with all these personal pictures that don't involve one another and what happens with them? They get thrown in a box and every once in a while you might pull them out. We don't do a photo albums much anymore, but you get my point. Um, we remember other things. We like to keep other things around because they remind us of certain of certain people or places or instances in our life that have that have taken place. So much now we just kind of scroll through a phone, right? It's that much easier. Um, but I would encourage you today that having a place of remembrance is a wonderful thing. Um, and as we go along, I'm going to also encourage you because it's going to kind of build into tools that will help you as you continue to read through the scriptures in a year on your journey. So Genesis 12 verse seven says, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountains east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on still towards the south. Now, this is one of the instances where Abram builds an altar to the Lord in the same place that the Lord appears to Abram and tells him, I'm going to give to your descendants the land that we are sin standing in right here, right now. He builds an altar there. And it's so interesting because Abraham leaves. He finds himself into Egypt, a famine for many years. Uh, it was severe in the land. And it came to pass that when he was close to entering Egypt, he said to Sarah, his wife, they had this amazing long journey. Right, And then chapter 13 goes on, Abram went up from Egypt and his wife and all that he had and lot with him. They brought all their livestock. And it says, and he went on his journey from the south as far as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai to the place of the altar, which he had made there at first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. I love this because you you have to you have to, we have to be like you can't deny Abram's coming back to this place after this crazy long journey. He's been through a famine in in Egypt. He's been taking his herdsmen and his herds with Lot and his herdsmen and his herds and their wives and they've been journeying all throughout this land and after this famine they come back to the land and he finds his altar set up where God came down and met him, you have, he's, he's obviously remembering God speaking to him at that period of time, making the promise that he made to him. And then Abram takes it a step further. 
he calls out to God. And I love this because so often we write things down in a journal. We remember what God had done, what we believe God had said or spoken to us. And it's a stone of remembrance and that's it. But for Abram, his altar, specifically here in our passage, wasn't just a stone of remembrance. It was, no doubt. But Abram's action after seeing this stone of remembrance is what I think we can learn a little bit of a lesson from that I don't know that many talk a lot about, about the importance of, of what a journaling actually can be for us as an extra step of journaling, is, is if you're writing down and you're remembering how God's speaking to you or you're highlighting in your Bible and you never go back to it, that's one thing. But if you go back to it and you remember and go, oh, I remember how I was feeling at that period of time and I, and I wrote here what was going on in my life and I was arguing at this person and I was really feeling down and discouraged and, and my debt was piling it up and I had no, no idea what was going to happen the coming day or weeks. And then all of a sudden you come back to this place, you remember how God spoke to you and then we leave it and we move on, you know? Oh, I need something fresh and something new. But, and, and that's a wonderful thing, but God is always fresh and new. His mercy and his grace every morning we wake up, right? That's the blessing about being up so early this morning too. And Abram actually calls then on the name of the Lord. Almost as if, Lord, I'm here in this place that you came and spoke to me. And I'm calling out to you now. He kind of settles himself right back in the place almost as if to, to, to come more into than a place of remembrance, but a place of calling out to. God, thank you. You know, maybe he's thanking him for meeting him at this period of time. Maybe he's looking at the land around him and he's realizing how much the foliage has changed. And he's thinking back to his past number of years of his journey that he's been through this land and in this famine and walking and journeying and never really resembling and residing in a place. And all of a sudden he comes to this altar where God said, hey, this is where your descendants are going to be. This is the land I'm going to give them. In other words, they're going to dwell here. This is going to be a good land for them. And Abram calls back out to the Lord. Now, what do you do with that? I would say that once again, I'm not here to do this for you every morning. We're going to do it all year round, um, Lord willing. I might need to skip a couple just because of needing a break here and there, just like you will as well. Um, but I wonder... I wonder if adding a journal to your routine, um, maybe even maybe even you throw it in your car, right? If you commute in the mornings or uh, wherever that period of time is, and the journal is more than just something to interact with God through. Maybe for some of you, it's not even a long process. Maybe it's just, hey, today's January the fourth. We don't know what's going on on the sixth here in America, and I had. You know, I had this revelation yesterday in church that had nothing to do with the sermon, but I felt like you were speaking to me, Lord. And I just wanted to thank you for that. I'm still nervous. I want you to meet me where I am. Bam. Was that a couple sentences? And that's all it is, right? It's a stone of remembrance for you. That's it. You stop right there. And then 2022, go back to day four in your journal. 
And it's almost like, who knows what the Lord's going to bring us all through? Who, kn- who knows what's coming on? I mean, the reality is, in everyday life, we feel that way. There are always times in life that feel uh, extra strenuous or extra challenging. And if we forget those things and we forget the way that the Lord brought us through and we forget and we don't acknowledge that he ultimately is the one that does those things, um, we're not really much better for it. So there's those two parts. Maybe use a journal as an altar to the Lord and use today as a time to think back, even if it's just recently, right? What were the, what were the, what did the, what's the Lord shown you over the past two months, three months, Write that in your journal today. Just start today. Just do it. Start, start today. Recall maybe one or two things, and you begin to develop this practice and this habit, right? As we go through, and maybe at the end of the night, you pull out your journal. We do reading in the morning. We're picking a passage. We're thinking about something. You're learning to chew on it throughout the day. I promise you that if you stick with me, God is going to show up in unique and powerful ways in your day. I promise you. And, and for me personally as a pastor, and I hope for you, this is more than just, oh, I bought a Jeep. Now I see Jeeps everywhere. But I do believe that keeping the Lord in the forefront of our mind, in the front of our hearts, we do acknowledge and we see his hand at work more and more throughout the day. I don't believe that it, that it makes his hand work more. I think that we just acknowledge it more that it's there because we are thinking about him. We are dwelling on him. We are meditating Uh, on his character and who he is and how he's moving around us day and night as the psalmist in chapter one of the book of Psalms gave to us. So that's what I have for you today. I wanted to encourage you and remind you all your links are below. I hope you're taking time before you start reading and just settling your heart. You don't even have to say anything in prayer to the Lord. Just sit quietly, be Then open your word and read. If you're driving, I hope the reading has been a blessing to you. I love to listen to things. If you don't like my voice and it cracks and you don't like the way that I mess up the, you know, the names of people, that's fine. There's audio books. Go to Audible. Go go to Spotify. I'm sure there's plenty of other places that are copied. You can find them on YouTube, right? You can find the book of Genesis being read through on YouTube by a, you know, deep, dark, nice voice. So go find that. (laughs) Do what you got to do is all that I'm saying. I love you. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a blessed day today and that the Lord meets you and that you're able to establish an altar in some way, some place, on something that you are acknowledging and able to see is the hand of God. God bless you.